Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, all right, everybody. Welcome to a Monday. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J, 11th day of July, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. I made it. He is back from, according to what your hat says, Mon- Montana? Yeah, Montana. How was it? I was all right, man. Everything you wanted it to be and more was it nice to at least visit with family? Yeah, it's pretty much uh, all we did. I mean, it was a packed, filled, busy few days being gone so did you actually go out and do anything explore any of the montana nightlife that maybe you've been missing nightlife yeah like go out to dinner at a couple places no uh, well we, we we pretty much went out to dinner every meal uh so we went out to well, a yeah. few places yeah um and um you know but just mostly visiting family and visiting old people anything you would recommend uh, see, yeah, there was a place that we went to um, on Saturday night. It was uh, called Diamond X Beer Company. Okay. So it was a gastro-like pub. I mean, you know, kind of like Edge Brewing or the Barrel House and sure. pretty damn good food and just nice, nice place. Lots good of beer. atmosphere. Yeah. I'm sure you didn't try any of the beer. Uh, I did. I did. I did have a couple uh, uh, because the wife always pushes towards me all the... Well, in Montana, spite of the, the allergic reaction. Yeah, well, it's just a little bit. I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not like I go into anaphylactic shock. No, you know? that's true. So, but like a little bit northern Idaho-ish, uh, Montana, really famous for their huckleberries. Mm-hmm. So uh, I tried a huckleberry flavored like cream ale, which is pretty good. There you go. Big J recommends it. Uh, which city was that in? That was in Billings. Billings. We were yeah. in Billings the majority of the time there. Uh, so, uh, Big J is back, which means uh, things return with him, like Bearded Badass. That's coming up this hour. Uh, we will have a chance for you to enjoy some concerts that are headed this way here over the course of the show today. Plus, we also have an opportunity for you to have some fun with We're Going to Hell. That is coming up this morning as well. But let's get started by playing some music, shall we, here on the morning after? Let's start things off with some Rob Zombie. It's a living dead girl on the X Rocks. <laughs> Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm sure I don't have to tell you, but getting around downtown Boise this weekend was a bit of a challenge. That's thanks to a pretty big deal called the Twilight Criterion. Took place over the weekend, 35th time. It took place in our own backyard, and it's probably the premier bike race, at least in the Pacific Northwest, certainly. Uh, here in the state of Idaho, but the National Criterium Series really does hang their hat on what goes on in downtown Boise, and it was another fantastic turnaround for the people that put this all together. Tons of people showed up downtown for the couple days of the race, which is a big deal, and of course, it was also a nice coup for Legion, which is a racing team there. Uh, Skylar Schneider won the women's race for the second year in a row, and then Ty Magner, who is also on the Legion team, won the men's race. So it was a nice little sweep for that particular team. There was about $100,000 of total prize money on the line. 
pretty scary moment uh, in the men's race when the cyclist crashed and there was like one of those domino bike crash scenes. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, nobody was seriously injured. Everybody was able to walk off the course and the race continued. But it was one of those deals where it was like, ooh, it looked a little bit scary. But everybody ended up okay. So well done by the people that put on the event. Everybody that went down there seemed to have a good time. Of course, it's always free. There's always a ridiculously good turnout. And this year was certainly no exception, so hopefully there was fun to be had over the weekend as well. Certainly, if you're a Yankees fan, you're happy, at least with the All-Star selections. The New York Yankees lead this year's selections with six as pitchers and reserves were announced yesterday. Astros have five All-Stars. The World Series champion Braves also have five. Uh, Angels star uh, Shohei Otani will uh, start and play as both a pitcher and a hitter for the second year in a row. Uh, and he, of course, was chosen by fans to start as the designated hitter. So the fan vote was taken into account as well. We are just a couple of weeks away from the All-Star event in Major League Baseball. Not a surprise. Everybody went to go see Thor this weekend. It cleared in $143 million at the box office. A uh, little bit less than what they thought. It's their 12th best opening for a Marvel movie. It's right behind Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. But it is the best debut for the Thor franchise overall, so they're certainly happy with that. Uh, $143 million was made at the box office, but uh, doesn't mean that people didn't go see other things because Minions raked in the cash too. Another $46 million for that film. Top Gun Maverick came in third with $16 million, Elvis fourth, and Jurassic World coming in fifth as a bunch of people went to the box office. Have you made your Thor plans? Yet? Uh, yes, uh, uh, this week we'll be watching it. All right, I saw it on Saturday. It was, uh, it was a Thor movie. So hopefully, I don't know what the uh, hell that means? Uh, you know what it means. Yeah, it, was, it was fun. We had some good times. I would say overall it was just fine. How about we see what's going on inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center? It's the Red Hot Chili Peppers under the bridge here on the morning after with Nick and Big J, and I get to spend the day after the show today. Uh, keeping an eye on my garage because I had an interesting weekend, Big J. You, Is it running away? You, you oh, wait, had, that doesn't work for that. You had an experience with this, so you could attest to like how like crazy and just unexpected it all is. So I am I am headed out to, first of all, run here to do some stuff uh, on Saturday, and then I was going to the movie, and I'm backing out of my garage, and I hit the closed garage door button, and then I hear an ungodly noise, and I just see like shrapnel flying from one part of my oh, garage man. to the other and I'm Your like coiled spring bro what the hell happened uh, not only did the coiled spring break on this garage that I just had service this garage door I just had service but also like it, it broke so violently that it forced like the top part of the right side of my garage door to fly off the track and break off like a piece of metal from the track and like almost disconnect from the door itself like I mean it was one of those deals where like I, my garage door doesn't close that fast where did the force come from to make it so violently break like like that and thank goodness my car wasn't underneath it at the time or whatever but it was one of those deals where it was just like stuck halfway open and it took me forever to figure out how to close it so i have to get that replaced at some point today which is going to be wonderful for the pocketbook but uh i had never had a garage i've had garage doors malfunction before i've had them get stuck open before i've never had them almost detach themselves <laughs> from my actual garage before it was quite the experience and i don't recommend it to yeah no i think unheralded heroes might be garage 
garage door guys or I they're agree. carrying some sort of secret that they don't because these coiled springs are so damn dangerous man i mean you don't want to be in the area because it sounds like an explosion going off it and does when it happened to our garage i mean it was like pieces everywhere yeah and i was like oh jesus i um, thought so i had careful. like a blowout that's how much it's like i, I was backing out and i was like i thought and i because i didn't feel anything but it sounded like i had popped a tire that's how big the pa was and i was like what the hell did i hit and then i saw my garage door go all cattywampus and i was like i didn't hit anything something has gone seriously awry here yeah. so uh that was fun do you want to do prices right how much is going to cost me to get that fixed price is right you know well, you just put in a new garage door opener that's right? well no not a whole opener i did have it because i was having some the issues with the door uh no not the door oh. either i i had what ended up happening was i had to have it come out to get uh, serviced and it had to get all greased up and lubed up and a couple of springs had to be replaced and that's what ended up happening so I didn't get a full on new garage door thing I just had it serviced and a couple of parts replaced because I was having some issues with like um, distance Like, yeah. and I found out what I didn't know was LED lights in your garage door opener can mess with your range on your remote and that's what was happening I had, I had put in LED lights as my lights in my garage for like a year ago and it was finally starting to really mess with my like waves that was going to my garage door so I learned that and then it's been working fantastic ever since until Saturday when things went crashing down well if you just had it done I don't know it might not be they might be like hey we screwed something up here <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe so uh, I, I mean I don't know but it's not going to be cheap no I know I know. I'm looking for seventeen thousand dollars. Okay, uh, God willing, uh, that it'll, whatever I have to do will be less than that. But thank you. Uh, I'll keep an eye. Is that how much it costs you to get your? Driver? I don't remember, but it was it was pretty pricey, dude. I know, I know. I'm not looking forward to that bill today. Morning after with Naked Big J. I am looking forward to Bearded Badass. It's on its way next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Today's Bearded Badass is our first and maybe only ever Rhodes Scholarship recipient. Nick, he also attended, uh, attained the rank of captain in the United States Army, was a helicopter pilot and a ranger, all before becoming a celebrated country singer, songwriter, and actor. I'm talking about one truly badass, Chris Christofferson. Now, during the late 50s, he attended Oxford University, where he earned a degree in English, along with earning a blue medal for boxing when he played on the rugby team, all the while learning to write songs. Now, after leaving Oxford, he gave into the pressure his family had been putting on him for years to follow in his father's footsteps. His father was a general in the U.S. Army, so uh, he decided to uh, do that. He achieved quite a few accolades during his time in the service. Stationed in Germany, he started a band, which led to his decision to turn down a prestigious offer to teach English at West Point. Now, during his musical career, he was nominated for 13 Grammys. He won three times, and then in 2014, he was given an uh, achievement, a career achievement award by the Grammy, uh, Grammy folks there as well. During that time, he also started acting, most notably starring in Convoy uh, the, as the Rubber Duck movie that I personally love. <laughs> but that movie career also saw him do a lot of other cool things, including getting into the comic book movies when he starred as Whistler in the Blade franchise. Remember him in that? Nick. He was great. Yeah, he was great. He has had a storied career, and uh, through that, he's had a couple marriages. I think he's got about 12 kids from three different marriages, and then, of course, uh, continuing to tour uh, throughout uh, the 
these decades. In 2021, it was announced that Chris Christopherson had retired. His final performances were wildly reported to be on the Outlaw Country Cruise in January of 2020, but not sure how true that is. Uh, And I deeply regret he came here uh, a few years back uh, at the Morrison Center, and I I really wanted to take my dad to that, but it just didn't line up. We weren't able to go to that, and I'm going to regret not being able to see him, even though I'm not a huge country star or a country fan. Uh, I can appreciate Chris Christopherson. He wrote a lot of songs for other people as well as his own. And uh, I mean, what a hell of a life that guy has lived. There should be uh, uh, a damn um, you know movie about him. And of course, he starred in uh, A Star is Born. Now, that's a movie Bradley Cooper ended up redoing. Uh, that was something that he had starred in as well that he was noted for. So an interesting dude and for sure a bearded badass. Now, uh, no doubt, and pardon my ignorance, but like... You idiot! I I mostly know Chris Christopherson from the movies he's been in. I know he's had a singing career. I remember him with the Highwaymen, but maybe that's my country music ignorance where I'm just like... I don't know if I could name a single Chris Christopherson song. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I wouldn't know one if uh, if you told me. But I, I do know he's been successful, and I certainly know he's had a storied career, no doubt about it. But it's one of those deals where, at least in my lifetime, he's always been a movie dude. And uh, and you know that was uh, that 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 Highwayman thing didn't happen until the '80s. So that was 1985 that he, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Johnny Cash got together, uh, which was a very cool project and those songs are really really neat uh, i agree with you on that but yeah i, I wouldn't know a chris christopherson song uh you know it's not something that my dad always talked about for sure i mean he was always a johnny fan so but chris yeah. certainly belongs in the hallowed halls with that, with that list of accomplishments i mean and there's more it can go on and on but uh just crazy uh, uh road scholar boom he's a smart man and uh still kicking god bless him so welcome to the club chris christopherson Morning After with Nick and Big J. While it's looking less and less likely, as a matter of fact, probably not going to happen, that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter for a ridiculously overpriced number anyway, uh, Twitter's still moving forward with doing a bunch of weird things that nobody seems to care about, but yet they continue to make changes in. In this particular case, we're talking about their new feature, Co-Tweets. Big J, have you heard of this? No, 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 no. It allows two authors to create a tweet together. Think, they say, Instagram collapse, which, to me... I mean, that's a recent thing, man. Well, not only is it a recent thing, but Instagram collabs, to me, make sense. Only because in the world of Instagram, save you downloading another app, it really is impossible for you to... Not impossible, but you have to go through multiple steps in order for you to, let's say, repost something that somebody else has posted. you understand? Yes. You have to download a whole other app and then capture that particular thing and then put it on yours. So there's a process to it. But in the world of Twitter, it is so easy to retweet something or quote tweet something that you developing a tweet from scratch with somebody else seems A, unnecessary, and B, uh, a step that you don't need to take in order to get out the information that you're looking to get out. All you have to do is simply retweet the tweet from whoever put it out. But uh, the Help Center is describing it as an experiment for a way to two authors to share the spotlight. And it's more about being able to engage with the audience so that you see notifications if somebody posts on that particular you know, subject, I guess, is the point. Uh, while I feel like it's still fairly unnecessary and not a lot of people will use it, it is a function that is coming soon, whether you like it or not. 
I imagine most of your weekend was spent watching Wimbledon. Agree or disagree, Big J? Zero time spent watching Wimbledon. Novak Djokovic ended up uh, winning the men's side of the ledger. 4-6-6-3-6-4-7-6 Sunday to win his fourth consecutive Wimbledon title. The seventh overall, his 21st Grand Slam. He's very good at playing tennis. It was the first Grand Slam final for the 40th ranked uh, Nick Rigos of Australia, but didn't do very well. On the, U- on the women's side of the ledger, it was pretty impressive to see uh, Elena Rabakana of Kazakhstan, so move over Borat, win the Wimbledon Championship on Saturday. She beat the third seed. She was unseated going in, so it was a nice little run. Both of them were making their Grand Slam debut, so Wimbledon now over. The crown in the tennis season is complete. Rest in peace, Big J, to uh, Paulie Walnuts from The Sopranos. Tony hey. Sergio, also the voice of uh, the, the character, a dog character on Family Guy, for those of you familiar, replaced Brian for a little while on Family Guy. Literally where the whole hay thing came from when uh, I say it. Replaced, yes, because you didn't watch The Sopranos. Uh, he passed away at the age of 79. His brother Robert announced the news on Facebook on Friday. Of course, probably most famous as uh, his character on The Sopranos, but popped up in a bunch of different projects over the years and was very good at what he did. So rest in peace to Tony Circhio, who was 79 years old, passing away on Friday. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. I caution you by saying I'm not sure how based in reality this following story is because, again, it comes from the Internet, which uh, could just be a complete work of fiction. Yeah. But it is an opportunity for us to talk to our relationship expert, Big J, in this particular world because it's the story of a relationship, Big J. And uh, this gentleman wants to know what he should do going forward because he discovered something very strange about his girlfriend and he's having a hard time come to grips with it. Uh, and when you see and hear how strange it is, this is where maybe you might go, come on, that ain't real. And I don't blame you for thinking that way. But it was posed on Reddit, which is why it became a story. And now I ask you, Big J. So uh, it's a relationship where a couple, boyfriend, girlfriend, live together. They've been together for three years. And uh, they were at a recent family gathering, and one of his girlfriend's cousins brought up a story about when she was little, everybody used to make fun of her because she used to chew on socks. And she got really, really upset about it, right? Yeah. And it was one of those things that she dismissed as a silly childhood thing, and the boyfriend didn't think anything of it. He thought it was just a funny story. Let it go. But then he said last week, a couple of months after this particular gathering, he woke up and found his girlfriend with a sock in her mouth. And it was the sock that she was wearing that day. And uh, and then when she saw him notice her, she threw the sock on the ground. And he had been noticing that a ridiculous amount of his socks were missing from the laundry, and he just kind of, you know, chalked it up like you do, like, oh, it's the snot and the sock goblins that, that take away your socks that disappear the from the dryer. Sock goblin. Yeah, you don't know where they go. All of a sudden, you just have like a mismatched sock, or there's a pair of socks that become one sock. Who knows what happens to them? They disappear into the ether. But now he's starting to think that his girlfriend is taking these socks and using them as something that she likes to chew on or uh, whatever. It's it's a weird thing. And the other part of it, he says, is when he tries to talk to her about it, 
she gets very upset about it and wants to talk about it. Doesn't want to talk about it at all. Changes the subject, says, if we keep talking about this, I'm going to bring up something you don't want to talk about. And so she's refusing to really have a conversation about it. So he wonders, Big J, as a relationship expert, does he just let, he goes, it doesn't really bother him. He just wants to know why and how come she does it. And it's very interesting to him. Uh, he said that, you know, he, if he's going to kiss her, you'd like to know where the mouth has been, if that makes sense, Big J. So, yeah. I ask you, A, as our relationship expert, what should he do going forward? B, is it something that you think is real? And C, is it a deal breaker for you if you caught somebody chewing on some socks? Well, if it's something she's been doing since childhood, this might, you know, this might be a mental health issue for her. Sure. It could have some um, real trauma, something attached yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's obviously a delicate thing. One or two things. One, she might not realize how much she's doing it. And, in, in, you know, you might, that comes into that thing where, hey, I might, I want to try to help my significant other and try to, you know, help them, you know, find things out about themselves. Uh, and that might be like a, a, a real deal breaker in the end, because if she's not willing to address certain issues, um, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah, there's so, clearly some shame attached. Yeah, yeah, and it shouldn't have to be that way. So, uh, I no. mean, it, you know, uh, entertain it delicately, I think. But obviously, it's something you would want to keep an eye on, one of those things, because certainly you care about somebody and you want them to be able to deal with their issues. Uh, that's an important thing. Just in general, as a as sort of like, hey, she chews up, like, who cares? Doesn't bother you yeah, somebody no, sucking on me. socks? No. Maybe try to get her clean ones, though. Maybe don't don't uh, use uh, the one you just wore. Yeah, I think that's part of the deal, though. Do you know what I mean? Or if, uh, in, in some cases, if that's a thing, probably throw that up on OnlyFans and make some money. <laughs> like, lean into it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's real? Do you think it's a real story? Yeah, that could absolutely. Be okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, would it be a deal breaker for you? You wouldn't care. No, but the, the mental illness part of it could be. Yeah, there's something so, going on there for sure. And there's something there that either she doesn't want to address or she's trying very hard to avoid addressing. Which like, listen, could if be you a real still need to suck your thumb to fall asleep, you might, you know, and you're not addressing the reason why and you're an adult, then that's something that needs to be talked about. Yeah, probably. So, Because uh, it's going to come back to haunt you in your relationship at some point. Not, not that specific event, but... The fact that not dealing with a certain issue can catch up to people. Yeah. And so if you don't care that much, if it's really not a deal breaker for you and it does not bother you, then it might be something that you continue to go, hey, listen, just so you know, we're in a safe spot. If there's ever anything you want to talk about it, but let's do it. But, you know, keep chewing on those socks. It makes you feel good. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story coming up in a few minutes. Big J learned something over the weekend, and so will we next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Yeah, tickets on sale now for X-Fest 22. That is happening on August 21st at the Ford Auto Center Amphitheater, presented by Larry H. Miller Subaru, as well as the X-Rocks. And you can see that band live. we got some pretty cool things planned. Hopefully you'll be able to make it. Go to xrock.com or ictickets.com for your ticketing information. And you got to learn something this weekend, didn't you, Big Jim? Yeah, Jack? yeah. It's a, it's a really cool idea, too. Something that uh, my wife has been doing uh, here recently as uh, some of our uh, our family members are getting much, much older. And uh, when we went to Montana, we visited my Uncle Pat. Now, Uncle Pat's 96 years old, Nick. I That's mean, a good and run. He's in 
pretty good shape and he's still pretty sharp about things and so we went to visit him and the wife has come up with this thing where she likes to uh you know ask them some questions about their life and record it uh so that you know generations to come can can get to hear from uh, some of their uh older relatives that maybe they didn't know and it's i think it's a fantastic thing to do and uh so we sat down we're, we're talking with uncle pat um and uh, she just said hey tell us some stories about about your life and um you know one of the things he started talking about right out of the the, the uh, out of the gate was uh his time in the, the army so he uh it was uh obviously he he was uh in high school in the 40s and uh he had turned 18 and he was just a junior now he'd gotten held back there's a whole other story with that uh, but he turned 18 when he was a junior in high school and immediately got drafted and got sent over to Japan. Now, this was just uh, just after uh, they had dropped um, the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So he was there to help do kind of uh, clean up and make sure that everything was going to be the way it was supposed to be there after the war. And uh, there was still some fighting going on at that point. And so, you know, he kept saying, he goes, I, I can't believe I made it out of there alive. And he, he went through some harrowing things. And, and did some incredible things. I did not know this about my uncle, that he was not only at Hiroshima, but he was also Nagasaki after the bomb bombs went off, uh, which was incredible. And he just said it was crazy and, and told us about what it looked like and all those things. But the really interesting to me is that he he uh, did his time there and then got sent back. Uh, and it wasn't in the service for very long uh, because he was drafted. Mm-hmm. And they sent him back to high school. When he was done as a junior? Yes, yes. So his senior year, he came back in time to go back to high school. And I was like, I I said to him, I'm like, wait a second. You went all the way around the world to fight for the country. And and then you came back and had to go to high school. I'm like, that's messed up. And apparently this is something that would happen. You, You went back to high school and he goes, well, they gave us a bunch of credits. You yeah. know, for that, but he still had four that he had to finish out. And I'm like, listen, I think you did your time. I I mean, to me, that's like, just give them. <laughs> well, I mean. Just get, listen, he went to Japan and saw things that nobody else in, in, in Montana in the middle sure, of nowhere sure. has ever seen. Just give them their diploma. They earned it. How old was he when he went back to school then? Was he like 20? No, he was like, I mean, he wasn't there for very long because okay. it was the end of the war. Okay. And they're like, oh, we don't need everybody. But this was a common thing that people would come back after doing some research and they'd have to finish out their time in high school. That's, uh, that, that does, uh, that is very, very interesting. I mean, of course, the, I, I can't imagine there were a ton of people that were still doing stuff at 18 back in the day, but it certainly is an interesting story that he had to do it. Did he, did he finish it? Yes, 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 he did. And uh, I was just, that was interesting though. And that was a piece of history. I've never heard uh, that before and all the reading I'd done about world war two and those sort of things. And of course, as I gearing up here in 2024 to go to France um, for the 80th uh, celebration of nor of D day. um, It's just something that was really interesting to me. And, you know, maybe something, uh, if you still have a chance to talk with some of your your older relatives uh, maybe try that out because uh, you know I'm going to clean up some of the sound and some of those conversations but it's a really cool thing to do on the morning after with Nick and Big J Big J US companies for decades have been moving their manufacturing facilities outside of the United States because well cheaper materials labor as well but the pandemic has caused some of those companies to come on back baby come on back Uh, That is because the global supply chain problems have been disastrous other places. 
Uh, and the United States is still the best place in the world to get your hands on some of these things that are having difficult times in other countries for companies to get their hands on. Uh, specifically, battery factories, food production plants, sawmills, and other building material plants have ramped up their production, and a bunch of them have moved back here to the United States. In fact, manufacturing facilities in the U.S. has jumped 116% in the past year because of these particular issues. He said there's still an issue with filling jobs in a lot of these places, that the worker shortage is still a real thing here in the United States, but... They certainly have more access to materials here than they have in other places in the world, and so nobody's really regretting the move. It's just certainly one of those things that, you know, one of those weird side effects that you didn't see would benefit the country when all this stuff went down appears to be. They still have a lot of jobs they need to fill, but at least they're coming back stateside, which is a good thing. New York Yankees lead the MLB's All-Star Game selections this year with six, as pitchers and reserved were announced yesterday. Astros have five, so do the Braves, who of course are the defending World Series champions. The Angels star Shohei Itani was elected to the American League team as both a pitcher and a hitter for the second year in a row. He was chosen as a pitcher two days after he was elected by fans to start at the designated hitter position. Of course, now with that regulated throughout baseball, that now is a position that fans can vote on. So they got the chance to do exactly that. Big J, it appears that Metallica is embracing the Stranger Things world, and why wouldn't they? Uh, They jumped on TikTok as Friday ended to share a duet of themselves playing Master of Puppets in their sound room, alongside some footage of Eddie Munson from Stranger Things and the finale of it. Uh, All of the members of Metallica also wore their Hellfire Club (laughs) t-shirts in honor of that coming together. Which was awesome. Yeah. Uh, they they uh, definitely have embraced the idea of Stranger Things using it. I mean, they haven't seen the Kate Bush-like bump that she saw in, but the Master Puppets have certainly been nearer at the top of the charts, uh, back in the top 50 in the global side of things as well because of its involvement in this particular show. And so why not embrace that? And there have been a lot of arguments online as to whether or not, you know, uh, fans are real fans of Metallica they're just coming along and the band has said hey man we don't care how you find us as long as you find us and you like what you hear come on board and I'm all for that but we we know that metal fans have been gatekeepers for a very long time and that is a thing that continues to be uh, I'm not sure how anybody can be mad at Metallica for the success but it appears people have found a way to make, figure that out yeah blame blame them I guess like it was their it was their idea I mean, all they did was say yes, and the show has been a huge success. But, you know, when you have... Nothing makes metal fans angrier than people that uh, aren't fans of the band that walk around the t-shirts for some reason. I'm not sure why. We should be happy with any kind of, you know, mainstream acceptance of the bands that we enjoy and like. But for whatever reason, whenever a band that is metal becomes mainstream that then they become kryptonite to whatever kind of fan base they have put together i'm not sure why but metallica uh listen has been you know swinging away and batting off accusations of selling out since the black album so this is nothing new for them i suppose although certainly less accurate i would say yeah i don't think anything about having your song in uh stranger things master puppets is selling out much like it wasn't selling out for that exact same song to be in old school. Do you know what I'm saying? What I'm saying? Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. 
It's just a thing that's happening. I'm not sure why people are mad at the band for it. It's not like they're out there going, hey, have you thought about playing our songs? <laughs> yeah. And you're... It's the other way around. It's a cultural re- re- relevance for the people who created these uh, movies and stories. It's like, hey, this song makes sense for this. Right, especially in that time frame and especially with that character. It all did. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 8 o'clock hour. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and coming up here in just a few weeks, we've got another big concert happening out at the Dating Factory. August Burns Red making a return here to the Treasure Valley. That's a Wednesday. We'll set you up with tickets here for that show if you can beat Nick in Pop Culture Smackdown. All right, 208-287-1003 is our phone number if you'd like to play. Big J has got the questions for you. Hopefully you have the answers and some nice tickets on the desk for today's particular contest let's go to the phones hello the x what's going on how you doing man you're up first good luck in 2019 which pop star burnt down her home gym with candles hint she recently won her freedom from a conservatorship oh uh good old britney britney right it's britney uh (laughs) nick what was the most watched series on netflix in 2019 was it stranger things ozarks or the witcher uh, 2019, I, I mean, uh, I'll guess Stranger Things. Yeah, you're right. That's a good right. guess. Wonderful. Yeah, here you go. Uh, which hugely popular American TV comedy follows the lives of Jay Pritchard and his family? What was the name? Which hugely popular American TV comedy follows the lives of Jay Pritchard and his family? Uh, Starring Ed O'Neill. Family being the keyword. Family being the keyword on ABC. Oh, um, is that, is that This Is Us? Wrong. It is not This Is Us. But thank you, sir. Hello, The X. Yeah. Here's Big J with your question. Which hugely popular okay. American TV comedy followed the lives of Jay Pritchard and his family? Modern Family. Modern Family right. is correct. Uh, Nick, which of the following is the highest grossing video game franchise to date? Okay. Okay. Is it Mario, Final Fantasy, or Grand Theft Auto? Highest grossing to date. Uh, I will say... Hmm. I'll say Mario Brothers. It is. It's Mario. You're right. right. It's $32 billion. That's a lot of money. That they've uh, they've managed to do. Uh, all right. Uh, here we go. This uh, question. This band uh, recently played a gig over the weekend, and they rallied around the family. Haven't played a gig in 11 years. Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against right. the Machine is correct. Um, let's see. Nick, which other Avenger other than Captain America was able to pick up the manure in the Marvel movies? Which other Avenger? Besides, uh, other than, of course, Thor. Oh, okay. Well, so you've given me Thor and Captain America, and I've got to figure out what's the other one that was able to lift it up. Um, I should know this, but unfortunately I'm spacing on it. I'll say, um, I'll say Hulk. Uh, It is not Hulk. Wrong. It's Vision from Age of Ultron. That's right. Right. Vision did it. That's right. Congratulations, man. You got tickets to go check out the August Burns Red Show coming up on August the 10th. Hang on one second. We will make sure you're all good to go there. There's your pop culture smackdown. We have your headlines next on the X Rocks. 
Headlines brought to you by Snake River Stampede. It's back. The 107th Snake River Stampede Rodeo happening the 19th through the 23rd at the Ford Idaho Center. World's finest cowboys, cowgirls competing at one of the oldest and most prestigious rodeos in the country. SnakeRiverStampede.com has your tickets and information. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Okay. That's pricey. That's illegal. And B-Y-O-H-S. That's pricey. Serendipity 3 is in Manhattan, and they have been asked, and so they're doing it. On Wednesday, they're bringing back their $200 plate of French fries. Now, Wednesday is National French Fry Day, and this particular treat is made with chipperback potatoes. I don't know what that means. Uh, They do make Dom Perignon champagne sauce, cage-free goose fat truffle oil, shaved black summer truffles from Italy, and a topping of, of course, 23-karat gold edible crust, among other lavish ingredients, which basically make up a plate they call the creme de la creme promise frites. They should should just call that French fries to give you gout. Yeah. Uh, $200 will set you back for this plate of French fries, and people apparently line up around the block. I'm guessing it's just to say that they ate a $200 plate of French fries, because I don't care how good they are, there ain't no plate of French fries worth 200 bucks. No offense. I love French fries. I know you're, you could take or leave them somehow, but I don't care what your ingredients are. There's nothing. There's just not a plate of French fries worth $200, because there are French fries out there that are 99 cents that are delicious. <laughs> And so that's the problem that you have. Right. With it's funny. $200 French fries. That's illegal or B-Y-O-H-S? B-Y-O-H-S. I would call you a hot sauce connoisseur. Yes, Big Yeah, Jake? yeah, I can, I can tell you all about it. At any given time, how many bottles are at your disposal at your home? I mean, we have 25 at least. Would you be opposed... To bringing your own hot sauce to a restaurant. Have you thought about it a ton? I, I, no, I can't do that. You feel no, like it's I disrespecting just, the, the, the place that you're going to visit. It's not that. It's just not that important to me. I see. Okay. okay. Like, oh, hey, we're going out. I better grab my hot sauce. Because there are people that you can see, like, you know, they feel like that sauce is their favorite. It adds to whatever they're eating, and they feel like they have to bring it. Mustard packets are everywhere in my car. Wherever, like the wife carries them with, because she loves, and it's a certain kind of mustard packet. So I, I, you know, where does she get them from? Places she gets extra, like I listen. Well, you said it's a certain kind, so does she like a particular brand? Yeah. Well, when she knows that place has the packets of mustard, she'll grab extra. So it's and, more. And it's not a. Up. It's not a restaurant sauce or no. mustard. It's an actual. Yeah. One you can buy over the counter. Yes. And so, uh, so it's, she's she'll do this routinely, uh, but rarely uh, in case they but the place doesn't have mustard, she'll provide her own. I am I bringing this up because there's a restaurant in Los Angeles that is dealing with the sriracha shortage in a unique way. It's a Vietnamese street food restaurant, and sriracha is a big part of their menu. And, of course, they don't have as much as they used to. And so they're encouraging customers to bring their own sriracha sauce from home 
in fact, they're happy that they do it because it saves them on the sriracha that they have to use. So they're incentivizing their their actual customers to do so. If they bring in their own sriracha sauce for their deal, they'll give them a free banh mi or an order of summer rolls to go to help them alleviate themselves from the sriracha shortage. So I feel like it's a interesting compromise and a way to go that helps them out. If they're going through sriracha sauce like crazy and they're looking to conserve, this is a great incentive to bring your own. So in this case, it wouldn't be weird if you brought your own sriracha sauce. Now, of course, I think it has to be that. still weird. But if there's a shortage and you like the taste of it, why not? I agree, but then again, I know I'm on the outside looking in because I'm not a sauce guy or a dip guy. I don't like a whole lot of that stuff. Any of it, whether it's spicy or not, on any of my things that I eat. So I know I'm weird. I'm also the same guy that hates the smell of ranch. So there's that. (laughs) We'll wrap it up with That's Illegal. Miami-based CEO Anur Askoy has been accused of importing fraudulent Cisco devices from China and then selling them on Amazon and eBay. Not a good look for a CEO of a company, in case you're curious. The counterfeit devices were apparently made to look like newer, more expensive Cisco models. A bunch of complaints were made against him on sales platforms, but he appeared to create different accounts once one was closed, uh, and he's suspected to have made millions upon millions of dollars courtesy of this scheme. So needless to say, he's been arrested, and he is going to be in some serious trouble because you should not be selling fake things on the internet if you're CEO, Big J, or period. Let's put it that way. Yes, period. Don't be ripping people off, and you've got nothing to worry about, but you start doing that stuff, and bad things will happen to you, and it probably involves jail and money. That's the latest from Motionless and Whites called Masterpiece here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. You listen to the show, you know we dig movies. It's part of our whole thing. Hell, we got a podcast dedicated to it. It's a big deal for us, which is why it's nice to have friends in the movie business. And one of our friends happens to be the gentleman who runs the Majestic Theaters, the Cinemark Majestic Theaters. His name is Randall. He joins us in studio this morning to talk about all the cool things happening. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thanks for having me. No, dude. Thank you. Uh, Yeah. It's always nice to welcome in a friend but somebody that deserves some credit for working his tail off to making the majestic theaters what it is today is pretty impressive because we were just talking about uh you know you guys went through a ridiculous amount of time and renovations to put the theater kind of at least as far as i'm concerned top of my list for enjoyable movie experiences and then a little thing called the pandemic hits like it right at the worst time to shut everything down and now movies are back and it seems like they're they're better than ever but you talk a little bit about the experience of Majestic and what you guys have done over the last couple of years to make it one of the coolest places to see a movie in the Treasure Valley. Yeah, so um, we started as a mom and pop building. Um, it was a small theater chain owned in Washington, and then um, Cinemark came in and purchased us up. Cinemark's based out of uh, Plano, Texas, and um, they saw the potential. They dumped a ton of cash into the theater, and they put the heated leather recliners. Um, and as you say, it's your favorite place to watch a movie. Mine also, it's my wife's favorite place to take a nap. Um, very <laughs> yes. comfortable. I can see how that could happen. Yes, yes. easily. Um, but yeah, we, uh, boy, it was a crazy roller coaster. We spent a year and change going through a renovation, and that renovation stopped. Uh, we finished six days before COVID shut our building for nearly six months. Crazy. And then, um, as you guys both know, when we reopened, there was no movies to play. So we're playing Goonies, we're playing Indiana Jones. Um, and uh, the Valley showed up in droves. We did private watch parties, um, and people loved it. It worked great. Um, it was COVID safe. And um, as life has moved on and movies have started to come out, like Thor um, is out now, um, people are there. 
Um, you know, it is not a business that has disappeared with COVID. Um, yeah, it's been hard. Um, yeah, we're still on the recovery road, but but man, um, people love movies, and that is apparent everywhere in the valley. Yeah, you know, there was all that talk too, especially during the pandemic, about hey, you know, we uh, movie studios started releasing stuff on streaming oh, service, absolutely. and it was like, oh hey, are we going to start losing theaters? And I'm like, dude, nothing can replace the experience. And this, of course, coming from a kid from the '80s, uh, and I experienced this when I came to see Top Gun Maverick, um, and just walking in and smelling the popcorn yeah. and people in there, you know, there's just an excitement. About talking about movies and just it, it's it's an experience that you can never replicate anywhere it except is. a movie theater. Yeah, I like to put it. Um, people like to be connected with other people. Um, that human element, that human experience, can't be replicated. It's the same reason why people watch music live. You know, you get a moment that you can't recreate. Um, and when you go back to it, it's great. You can watch videos or films um, and any of those things. But that that communal experience of humanity together um, in that moment of seeing that thing um, can't be done again. Yeah, and you know, it's 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 amazing, and and it goes to show you how serious you guys are about the experience of the movies because you know from just a a monetary standpoint you know when you're remodeling the cinemark theaters uh, y- you have to tear out a bunch of seats and when you're putting in those power recliners there's less heads that are going to be in yeah. each one of those screenings yeah, those are big seats. but you have to know that the people that are going there are going to enjoy it much much more which means repeat business coming back to see things and being able to host more screenings of movies and so there's a give and a take there but the experience clearly is paramount for you guys yeah of course um you know i like to say uh, before we were Cinemark, um, the only thing we had different was our customer service, um, and we carried that over. Um, yeah, we have some really great seats, um, but you know, my industry as a whole um, is uh, together. You know, I don't do well unless the other places in the valley do well. Um, if you love movies, go watch a movie. I'd love it if you watched it in my seat because I think it's more comfortable. But hey, you know, you have options. Um, just bring some business somewhere. Watch a movie, enjoy it. And yeah. here's yeah, and here's my uh, kiss butt moment with you is that uh, <laughs> I, it's because we've gotten to know you really well with doing the morning after the movies podcast. And so, you know, you're not just a business suit who's running a theater. You're a dude who really loves the movies. I and I mean, you know, I don't know if that's always the same every theater experience. So. I know when I come to Majestic, I can I trust that that things are going to be the way they should when you go to movie theater, and and I know that everything's going to be uh, top of the line and working, and just because that you you wouldn't want to go into a theater and have that experience where it's not, you know, top yeah. notch. Yeah, um, I mean, nothing's perfect, right? Sure. Um, but boy, um, I've got a great staff. I have a great support system. Um, you know, from my family all the way to the people that I work with every day. Um, you know, it's uh, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, um, and boy, I love my job. Um, my job is not so much about movies; it's about people, um, and you know that human experience, getting to create that. You know, Christmas Day, watching a family come in, and the and the kids are in their cozy Christmas pajamas, yeah. and, <laughs> and they're watching the new whatever movie Avatar this year. Um, that's great. I love that. Um, and people love that too. You know, that's why movies are still around the way they are. Yeah, that's why that's why we continue to take our families to the movies. It's about that experience and sharing that with our children and our families and having a good time and our friends as well. Uh, you know, we had Top Gun kick off the summer. We're smack dab in the middle of Thor love right now. Uh, what's the next big one that we have to look forward to off the top of your head? Oh boy! As we get into August, I was kicking it around. Bullet Train is that the big one that's coming out next yeah, month? Yeah. Okay. So um, Bullet Train looks great. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the last movie with Brad Pitt in it, um, but it um, starred Daniel Radcliffe also. 
um, Channing Tatum, and, and it was really funny. And Brad Pitt got offed like within the first ten minutes. And it the was, Lost City, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Lost yeah. City. Um, and it was one of my favorite Brad Pitt movies because it was like, <laughs> cool. I know this dude. I know his character. He's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be the guy. And then he gets offed, and like, whoa, what? <laughs> yeah. What's and it was happening? so like quick and fast. It was. It, it was, was traumatizing. Like, yeah. Actually, yes, yes. They're like, cool. Here's the number one A-list actor we can put in this. Right. 15 minutes of screen time, maybe. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Bullet Train is coming. Um, if you're a fan of scarier movies, um, Nope is on the way out. Oh, right, yeah. Um, that one, I couldn't tell you what it's about, as of every other trailer for a Jordan Peele movie. Uh, but, gosh, every one of them comes out, and I love it. Yeah. Um, so check that one out. Um, yeah, uh, we have Super Pets with Dwayne Johnson That's and right. Chris Rock coming out. That's a great family one. Um, should be pretty funny. Um, they're all on the way. Now, Beautiful. You, you still have the watch parties going, and how is um, that working? No, no. Uh, we oh. have we have officially discontinued the watch parties oh. as of July first, but that doesn't mean you can't get a theater to yourself. Um, we've just changed that system, so it's more of a um, a rental aspect, and you have to have a minimum of thirty people. And that's why we we've stopped the watch parties because all the watch parties have been thirty to fifty people anyway. So yeah. Might as well go that route. Uh, not asked, but I will tell you, just as a, as a patron, smart idea. If you're somebody that goes to the movies on the regular, downloading the Cinemark app would be very smart. You can earn points. You can earn ridiculous amounts of uh, discounts on movies, on concessions, and all that stuff. So it's a smart play. If you have a favorite theater and there's no reason why the Majestic shouldn't be that, uh, you can check out the app, and it's a great place to do it. But Randall, always good to catch you up. Thank you very much for being a friend and always helping us out. And any way that we could do so, we're willing to do that for you as well, my friend. All right? Thank you very much. You guys rock. Thank you, man. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We do have a chance for you to win some stuff. We're going to do some bad impressions that's happening next on the X Rocks. Three Days Grace and Lifetime wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J. We ran the gambit today talking about all sorts of crazy stuff from broken garage doors to uh, gentlemen living their lives in World War II era United States of America to movies to women chewing on socks. We were all over the place today. So happy Monday to each and every one of you. Thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, I think I know the answer to this question, Nick, but a uh, survey finds that 63% of people say they like to eat dip with a spoon. That sounds disgusting to me. I knew it. Most dip is ranch-based anyway. Well, so. not only that, but also most dip is meant for communal use. Why would you dig in there with a spoon? Well, I think we've gotten past that uh, a little bit. When I mean past that, I mean, you know, individuals, you know, containers and things like that. I don't, I don't know how many trying to stay away from people's uh, dip and just the risk of a double dip. But, uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll do it from a spoon when I'm making the dip. Yes, and that makes it, sense to me. Okay. Th- th- that, but that, to me, is more of a taste test than it is you yeah. diving in for like a, a, uh, a big old spoonful of spinach dip. That just seems gross to me. But this is all because now of the keto boom and how people don't, they don't want to get any carbs or the chip. So they're just diving into like French and, onion and dip yeah, for no reason? Yeah, who wants to eat celery at all, ever? I, I like celery. I do like celery, but uh, I can understand, I suppose, not wanting to be a part of that. But that like digging into like a bowl of dip like it's yogurt is also seem criminal to me. It seems disgusting. Yeah. I mean, they're just flavors that are supposed to be nuanced and (laughs) made to made to be available for something in addition to whatever you're eating, not as a meal in and of itself. But I'm trying to think of anything that can even qualify as that. Can you think of something that you've done that could be? Like avocado no. dip, maybe? No, not what I That's just like spoon spread. it up. That's like spread. Now, repeated spoons, I can't imagine doing that. 
Yeah. Like a soup? I don't know. I don't like know. Like a thick soup? Like a thick soup. Just coating. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, there's something. How many percent? What was it? 30? 63%. That's too many of you. Stop it. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Snake River Stampede. Get amped up at the Snake River Stampede. Join the watch party before it turns into the after party each night at the amphitheater. SnakeRiverStampede.com has more information. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rock. The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.